And you know what? I think that might just be the mind of an entrepreneur or a business owner or a goal-oriented person like myself. Because if I, maybe I've gone five days without getting something under contract, I literally feel like, you know, oh my God, what if I never, what if I never sell another house again? What am I going to do? But really like, you know, I, I look at what I have going on and I'm above the national average. I got to be thankful for that. But in my mind, it's like, I have to work or what's the whole point? Um, uh, I, I don't like to get comfortable. Um, I'm trying to sell 200 houses this year. I don't care if it's a $5,000 vacant lot or $5 million home, a $5 million home. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, we have Jordan Dennis with us here today. 18 years of active military service. Thank you for your service. 70 to 100 transactions a year as an agent with an eye this year on 200 transactions. Jordan is killing it in the Facebook game and obviously in the getting transactions game, which is a lot of what we do as agents. And that leads obviously to a lot of income, which can translate into freedom. So Jordan, if you will, like always take us into what is your craziest real estate story or experience you've had so far in your career? Well, um, uh, I can name a bunch, but there's one that I'm currently doing right now that's extremely unique. <clears throat> so, uh, so Facebook, I found, so a buyer found me, uh, gosh, uh, five days ago. She is an active duty sailor. She's currently on a ship. Like I'm on the, I'm in Florida. She's nine hours ahead of me. So she's on a ship somewhere. She only talks to me through Facebook messenger. She needs to buy a house soon because she's being stationed at NAS Pensacola here in the panhandle. So that's unique in itself. I'm talking to someone on a ship and communication for those of you even been on one, it's, it's a uh, really challenging, especially with the ship's internet system and being out in the middle of nowhere. So what makes this interesting now is I'm talking on Facebook, which is normal. Facebook Messenger is how I communicate to a lot of out-of-state and out-of-country buyers from the military. That's fine. That's not that's not unique. So then, uh, after questions and figure out where she wants to live and uh, the time frame that she has, which is just a couple months, I decided to go to a few new construction areas because she wanted a new house. I found this house that she, I found this house that I think I felt hit all the blocks. I'm still messaging on Facebook. And I go, I'm going to, I'm going to make some videos for you and on my phone. And I go, and I'll send you a, a private YouTube link and you can watch them. Then she goes, oh, well, my ship doesn't allow YouTube. We can't watch YouTube. And I go, oh, darn. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, how about, how can I send you videos then? She goes, try through Facebook Messenger. I'm like, great. So I decided to walk through this house and um, I was taking videos with my phone horizontally so I can get the widest angle possible. And I was doing it in like one minute increments, center everything through Facebook Messenger. Well, turns out her ship uh, doesn't allow videos through Facebook Messenger. So I go, okay, well, this sucks. And then so I said, oh, I got an idea. How about I merge the videos together, send you a Dropbox or a Google link or something? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely do that, okay? So now we're on day two of me just trying to send these videos. And then, of course, her ship blocks downloadable links, okay? So then I asked her, I said, hey, can you watch videos 
within a Facebook group. And she goes, yes. So I created a private <laughs> uh, Facebook group for her family. And I put her last name, Family Home Search. And I said, invite your friends and family to this group. Then I uploaded the video tours within this private group. And she's already invited family and friends to see this privately. Anyway, it gets better. So now she says, okay, great, Jordan. I love these houses. Thanks so much. Your family's commenting on them. And then I, then she, I, and she goes, I said, we got to get you pre-approved with their lender if you want all their incentives. Then she goes, um, okay, great. I said, hopefully the link works. So I sent her the link to the mortgage lender of this builder. And then the link, um, it, it works. So she fills it out. But then the lender said, yeah, she needs to authorize a signature. Turns out now her ship is blocking the signature port. She can't do DocuSign from her ship, but she can do everything else because the ship blocks everything for security reasons. So what we had to do was, is I then this, this should all have taken place in a day. I'm on day four now. So now the lender was able to send her an application, a PDF of it. She was able to print it out on her ship, sign it and email it or and scan and email it back. And we're doing the same thing for the contract now electronically. Then when she gets here, uh, she'll, she'll close on the ship, then she'll get here and move in. As far as craziness, I've done some crazy things, but that's one that I'm doing now that's been a little challenging so far with her on a ship, but it's a fun story. That's crazy. Um, and I love that because it shows the ingenuity of how you solve problems, right? It's, if it's not A, it's B. If it's not B, it's C. And it's interesting. So obviously, if the military is listening to us, they probably are, then they're probably like going, okay, we have a gap in our security you know, videos <laughs> right. and Facebook groups, right? Yeah, right. But kudos, kudos to you, man. That's one of the things that I think I love most about being an agent and about watching other agents work is these types of problems come up a lot, maybe not to this degree, sure. but the solving them is such a fun part. So I want to go right away. I mean, you mentioned in our pre-call that you are rocking Facebook. So give us a little bit of the lay of the land because 70 transactions is not a small number. And 200, your goal, is is really, really not a small number. So how are you using Facebook to generate business? Okay. Facebook business page. People don't utilize it the way they should. It's the most undervalued marketing tool on the planet. And I know a lot of people, and you know, I use Instagram too. Matter of fact, one of my current buyers found me on Instagram from a post. I don't get very many from there, but I still cross post on it. Facebook business is important. And again, people use TikTok and I don't understand it. TikTok's audience is extremely broad. So is Instagram. It's very broad. Facebook business, you can like really narrow down your audience really close to where you want to be. And that's why it's important. Some agents will post on their personal page. And uh, this is why you should have a Facebook business page. For example, I posted a, I, number one, I have almost 6,200 local followers within my Facebook business page. Facebook's going to limit you to your friends, uh, 5,000 people. Now I have more, uh, more than that on a business. I posted a listing. It was just 12 acres of land with a trailer on it for, it was really inexpensive, like 155,000. And 24,000 people saw this post I had a dozen offers, a bunch of showings, and the buyer that I got was in Boca Raton, Florida, who isn't friends with me. And, and that's, if you're not familiar with geography, I'm in the panhandle, Boca Raton is south. And uh, she found it from someone else liking it that she was friends with and she saw it. 
She wouldn't have seen that on a Facebook business page. Next, uh, uh, how I get so many uh, leads from Facebook is if you're on a Facebook business page and you post something and you get people liking your posts, maybe you have 10 likes, you can now invite them organically to your page because they like, they engage with you and liked it. If they comment or tag, Facebook within 48 hours, unless they changed their uh, policy again, within 48 hours, they allow you to privately message those people that commented or tagged. That is now a prospect, that is now a lead, and you can just start open conversations with them right to the top of their inbox. And and I relentlessly follow up with these people. And, uh, you know, now I can sort of start sending them listings based on what listing they even commented or tagged somebody on. So in short, Facebook business page is is phenomenal. Uh, uh, And now they're letting you do reels, like Instagram reels gets a ton of engagement. Facebook owns Instagram. You can now do reels on your business page uh, as well as your Instagram and personal. So uh, I post constantly and um, uh, uh, using uh, a personal, using me as a personal brand is important. Uh, You know, uh, they want to see your face. Uh, They as in consumers and viewers want to see your face and your personality, not just a superimposed picture of you in the lower right-hand corner of a just sold with your arms crossed like this. <laughs> Everyone c- consider taking a picture of yourself inside the house instead or in front of it so they can see, hey, I just sold this. I guarantee your engagement will go way up. Just little things like that, man. But yeah, but to answer your question, Facebook business page. I know that was drawn this, out. But, this, yeah. is, this is really, really cool because obviously you know, if you really put some thought into it, you could think of those techniques that you just said, but we haven't, you know, we're using Facebook all the time. I'm doing like four to six posts a day. And it's like, I'm not utilizing the Facebook business page at all in any way. So I'm like super grateful that you shared that. And obviously from an agent perspective, it's right on. And going to your point about people want to know more about who you are. Like we're putting out a lot of short content. And so I went to Vegas with Ryan Panay. I don't know if you're familiar with him and his event. The guys there run the social media of like Grant Cardone and Alex Hermosi. They're saying the same thing. They're like, you have to have a blend of like, people need to know what you like, who you are, how you operate. And then a little bit about business, like a little bit, not a lot of it. So crazy. Appreciate you sharing that. Let's dive in to you are really, really big on goal setting. So take us through, and actually before we do that, like I really want to hit the relentless follow-up. What does relentless follow-up mean to Jordan Dennis? A relentless follow-up means I'm going to keep, uh, okay, so uh, there's three things. There's a follow-up, there's a follow-through, and then falling back with someone. Follow-up relentlessly. That is- Say those those again so I can write them down. Say those again. What are those? uh, Follow-up, follow-through. Follow back. And I learned that from, uh, I, uh, I, I spent money on uh, uh, Ryan Serhant coaching and they are b- really big on those three Fs, they call it. And it's definitely changing my life. Relentlessly following up, like for example, um, you can do a, a, a number of ways. Uh, uh, number one, if you were interested in a house and I'm gonna, we maybe texted or I have your number and I know that you've read it, you haven't responded to me yet. I kind of know what you're looking at and I'll, I might just send a, a quick link from the MLS um, on the phone, or maybe, uh, or maybe now I'm out showing houses, waiting for a client, and while I'm there, I'm not wasting any time. I'm reaching out to people, and I make a video. Uh, hey, John Smith, look at this kitchen that I'm in. Look at the view from the kitchen. You wouldn't believe this. I'll send you the listing. 
as and you know, just so he, he sees my personality in my face, following up relentlessly. I have some, speaking of following up relentlessly, I have some buyers who might think that, you know, the, price, the interest rates are too high for their price point. So what I'll do is when I, when I know I have clients on the cusp of moving forward, maybe it's been even a couple months, um, I might, I've gone to listings without them. I've made a whole video tour of the house and I go all out. I have a little microphone to put right here. So everything sounds great. It's a first person view, send them a private YouTube link of these houses. I might have several clients with similar taste, but that's me relentlessly following up. I didn't, I, they're not responding to a showing. I'm doing a showing for them and I'll send them the video. And then I'll say, by the way, the payment is this on a VA loan right now. And then that's one way of me following up with them is by showing value over and over again. If I have nothing going on, I'm going to go show a house to somebody. I will do it virtually without them even knowing about it. Just send them a, a video. Follow through would be me doing something that I told them I was going to do. If I said, I will send you, I'll set you up with listings today, or I will uh, make sure that I take pictures of this for you. If I said, I'll go in this place and do measurements or whatever I said I was going to do, I will follow, uh, I will follow through with that. Follow back is uh, after they close or under contract, I mean, consistent. And I've been very terrible at that in the past of, especially if it's a new construction home where the builder's doing everything, easy to get complacent. No news is sometimes, no, no news is usually good news if no one's telling anything and just kind of smooth transaction, but follow back uh, relentlessly. But follow the follow-up portion is super important and following up in any way you can, i.e. doing showings through video and just giving them a product that that's gotten people to move forward plenty of times on just doing showings in lieu of. Which, which one of the three is the hardest for you to do? Um, the follow back, the follow back part, like keeping up with them after they close. I'm terrible at following back with people that I've done business with in the past. And I have hundreds and hundreds of deals I've done since I got out of the Marines in real estate where I just assume since we're Facebook friends, they'll use me. And that is not the case. If you do not nurture that and follow up and mail them something or just do something, uh, they're, they're going to forget about you. But I'm terrible at that. I, that could be 30 more deals this year if I followed up with everybody. Um, I'll follow back with everyone from referrals or maybe maybe doing business with them or something. Or uh, Yeah, it doesn't take anything. It's a, a, Email is free also. Text messaging is free. Just do it. Gosh, if you're sitting at a, I know, I know we all, uh, you have our phone at the stoplight. That's a good time to send a quick text or a quick, very short email to somebody. You know what I mean? And uh, th yeah, the, the following back part is the hardest one for me, for sure. So let's, let's talk about, you got this Facebook business page and you're posting content and it's driving likes. And then you're like a heat seeking missile right out of the Marines that are, is getting on these people, you're messaging them, you're driving them into your, your fold, you're getting their phone numbers, et cetera. Like, is that the main source of business for you? If, if I were to look at, like, if I were to be a CPA in your business, how many transactions are coming from that? How many transactions are coming from other places? So, um, without me doing actual math, I will say that 75 to 80% of everything I do every year comes off of Facebook, whether it's a, I, uh, whether it's a referral or me actually 
uh, working. I wish I, uh, so check this out. Here's a great way for everyone to get business off of Facebook. I'm, okay, gosh, gosh, a couple ways. Uh, one is I'm in a community group around Eglin Air Force Base around here. And there's this one group in particular has like 14,000 people on it. And it's usually people moving to the uh, Northwest Florida, the military, Eglin spouses group. They're looking for babysitters. They want to know this and that. Sometimes these people say, move into the area and we need a real estate agent. Well, everybody within this Facebook group on this thread starts tagging their friends or commenting themselves because they're real estate agents trying to get business. Okay. Anybody can say, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Jordan Dennis. Here's my business page link that I know you're never going to read in the slew of everyone else doing it. Or within the thread, when, jo when Jane Smith says, looking for a real estate agent new to the area in this Facebook group, and there's so many people responding, do this instead. Tag Jane Smith in the post so she sees it. Then I have a link tree link with all of my social media that I put in it. Then I hit the camera button and I go, hey, Jane Smith, I got tagged in your post looking for a real estate agent. I'll send you a private message. Uh, right here's my, my link tree link. I'll look forward to hearing back from you. Send. And then now you have a very short video within the thread. So now in the slew of everyone else who's just tagging or writing down their Facebook group that no one's ever going to read, here's your personality, a little video. They can click on it. It's right there. Then send her a private message, open up with the video, and that's it. Maybe Jane Smith doesn't pick you, but there's a lot of people within that group that keep seeing your face and your personality on that, on, in that newsfeed, on that, uh, on that, in that thread, and they will notice you. That's one way I get business, and that's how people keep remembering me. Another one is uh, there's a, a bunch of new communities that pop up. Example, DR Horton builds a, a metric shit ton of houses in this area. And um, uh, like there's this one community called Shoal River Landing. Well, what I did when it was just being developed, I created a Facebook group called Shoal River Landing Families. Now I'm the admin. Now there's 300 houses in Shoal River Landing and these people there keep looking for a group. Hey guys, I started the group, right? I can let anybody in there. I can vet people if they're not there. And now I'm getting leads from my own Facebook group uh, for these for these communities. That's another way that I get, it, it, it's free. Like they're free leads. It just takes a little bit of, just a little bit of work. It doesn't take any time to, to make it happen. And then why, why work harder when you have it right here in your hand all the time? Okay, I want to ask some questions about this. Sure. So I want to ask one of the obvious ones that agents will be asking, which is, okay, so you create these communities. Do you let other agents into those communities? Okay, great question. So uh, on the ones where it's a community, like I want to just said, Shoal River Landing Families, there are real estate agents that live there. So obviously you should probably not be a jerk and let them yeah. in. However, I have a great group. I live in Niceville, Florida. And I, I created a group about five years ago called Niceville Social because there was no uh, no group for Niceville at the time. And uh, I was the only admin. And I, in fact, did not let any real estate agents in it, even if they lived in Niceville. And, and I got leads from it. I, and I was engaging. And now what's great about uh, a Niceville, my Niceville Social page is if I'm out in Niceville and I'm at a bar or a restaurant, I can make a reel within the group. Now everyone's seeing it. Now everyone's seeing me 
Jordan Dennis as the mayor, so to speak, of Niceville, because I'm sending reels. Hey guys, have you tried have you tried a land shark pizza just opened up down here off of John Sims? Check this out. I can make a 30-second reel, and now people are seeing my face and they'll recognize me. And I I don't do a lot of real estate stuff on there because I don't want to be annoying, but I do like product placement and put Century 21 shirt or something or something like that. Or I will throw something in like a house I'm showing or something once in a while. I want to make it engaging. But the important thing is that they see me. And so that's what I do do. So yes, so, so yes and no on letting other agents in. So let's talk about the person that wants to be a Jordan Dennis, right? So let's talk about what the lifestyle is like. I mean, knowing what this is like, cause I've been an agent and just hearing what you're saying, like you have such a passion and energy, it jumps off the screen. But like, I'm thinking about all the different things that you're doing. You're doing the, the property tours, you're creating the social media groups and, and the Facebook groups, and you're doing all these things and you're relentlessly following up. Like that, that can consume a lot of time, a lot of energy. And then that's plus the work of showing the houses, serving the clients, et cetera. And you're a one man show an assistant and you, what does your daily life look like? And what, what does that like look like? Not just from a like action standpoint, but from like a energy, uh, meaning, et cetera. Gosh, I'm not sure how to answer that question. I can just go through what I do every day, I guess. Um, one of the things is, is my, in my book here, I, I write down every single day or the night prior, like here's, here's for today. I have a whole list of everything I'm doing today, starting with, writing goals, updating finances. Uh, I have my podcast at 1130. Uh, follow, I have follow-up on here. I write down follow-up or I'm going to forget about it. Anything else that I'm doing, preparing for tomorrow. I'm going to go teach a class at the Century 21 conference here in two weeks. I have to, I have to get up on that. Um, uh, that is, this keeps me going um, for sure. Goal writing uh, is probably the most important thing about what I do every day because I do not miss a day of goal writing. Um, I have a family. My daughters are 20 and 24, so I don't have to worry about, you know, getting them off to school and stuff anymore so I can just be full throttle. And uh, and uh, my wife is very supportive of that, of me just working constantly because I, I enjoy it and, uh, and things like that. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, if I didn't write my stuff down, if I do get complacent and don't do it, I feel like my whole day is shot because I don't know what to do next or it's easy to forget uh, something or something that's, that's important to you uh, for sure. So one of the things I've noticed in what I do as a podcaster agent is like I work all day except for when I spend time with family, of course, and I love it. And I wish I had eight more hours in a day to work because it's like, it's almost like an addiction. It's like a drug. Mm. I sense that from you. Is that what life is like? I mean, you're working all day, but but you could work two days every single day and still be just as happy. Um, tell you what, I had zero idea who was in the Super Bowl until the day of, because I don't pay attention. I low-key get annoyed at the seemingly four days off everyone gets around Christmas, because I want to work and I can't get a hold of anybody. Um, uh, and I do find, yeah, I, uh, maybe it's a, a personality deficiency with me where I really get kind of like irritated if I can't be full on work, worked engaged in something. And you know what? I think that might just be the mind of an entrepreneur or a business owner or a goal oriented person like myself. Cause if I, you know, maybe I've gone five days without getting something under contract. I literally feel like, you know, Oh my God, what if I never, what if I never sell another house again? What am I going to do? 
but really like, you know, I, I look at what I have going on and I'm above the national average. I got to be thankful for that. But in my mind, it's like, I have to work or what's the whole point. Um, uh, I, I don't like to get comfortable. Um, I'm trying to sell 200 houses this year. I don't care if it's a $5,000 vacant lot or $5 million home. A $5 million home with $150,000 commission where you can probably sit on your ass for a few months is not acceptable to me. That's one deal. So I'm like, well, that's only one. I have 200 more to do. Let's let's go. And so it doesn't matter how much it is. I, I have to do it. And I got to tell you, goal setting is fun. It's it's challenging myself. And if, you, if you're comfortable, you're comfortable. Good for you. That's fine. To me, I just see it as you know, hey, I closed 15 houses this month. I bet I can do 20 next month. And it's just a challenge myself. And when you do that, you're just, all you're doing is surrounding yourself with more people who are building it up and more opportunities and it's making you better. That's why it's a real estate practice. You're practicing. I like to practice hard for sure. Um, uh, it's, I, I get really intense about it. I do. I do uh, think about the end, like what is the end in mind for me? Um, uh, I do have a, uh, a passive income goal, a real estate commission monthly income goal. And I feel like if I'm taking days off to go to the beach, which I don't, and I only live minutes from it here in Florida, I feel like I haven't earned it because my goal's not accomplished yet. And again, that's me, but I have a lot going on uh, and it makes me, yeah, I, I can't imagine doing anything else than real estate. I genuinely love chasing the next deal and winning the deal. I love it. Oh, yeah, I, I resonate so deeply with what you're saying. Do you believe that that intense mentality that actually is more comfortable in challenge than it is in comfort, did that come from a young age or did that come from the Marine Corps? Like, how do you did you see that develop? So that's a really good point. Um, before the Marine Corps, I was in the Air Force for seven years, for, for right under right under eight years. And then I I was I got out for, for downsizing. It was 2005 and the Air Force was downsizing like everybody else. And I fell amongst the ranks of those people. Excuse me. And um, excuse me. And uh, so when I got out, I didn't, I was, uh, what do you call it? Institutionalized because that's a lower enlisted people tend to be institutionalized as a species. And I didn't have a mentality. I thought that I could get a job right away because I worked on F-15s and all this other stuff. And it didn't happen. No one cares that you're a veteran when you get out. You got you to gotta realize that no one cares. Uh, uh, take your 10% discount and um, accept the thank you for your service. But that doesn't mean you're going to have a great life when you get out. You got to work for yourself. So for the six months I spent between the Air Force and the Marine, and not getting the Marines for six months, I struggled trying to find a job, did not have the mentality. Now fast forward. So I, so now I, I tried to join the Navy and they said, we're not taking prior service. Didn't talk to the Army. I went right to the Marine Corps and they're like, hell yeah, we'll, we'll take you. And I had to do the boot camp and all the other stuff all over again. That was a pain in the ass. But what got me into real estate, for sure, when you said, was it the Marines? Yes, it was the Marines. Um, when I got out of the Air Force, as as much of an amazing service as that is, the Marines are a little bit different in your head. And as far as getting you 
like really prepared and being unrelenting and mission accomplishment that was in my head. And I was in a station in San Diego, which by the way, is the best place to be stationed ever is San Diego. No better place than Miramar to be stationed. And um, I bought a house using my VA benefits while I was in, in a city called Temecula in South Riverside County. And um, it was, I had shit credit. It was a $500 earnest money. It was a townhouse that we loved. And, uh, um, and it was gonna be less than my monthly housing allowance. I go back to work, uh, to the shop. Hey, uh, hey, Sergeant Dennis, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I bought a house. What do you mean you bought a house? Yeah, they're building it. I spent 500 bucks. And they go, oh, well, I wanna buy a house too. And I go, okay, well, here, here's my, here's my realtor's card. Her name's Connie, she's pretty cool. And then they, anyway, I kept referring people to her while my house was being built from the ground up. Six months later, five people, five other friends have already closed on stuff. Connie goes, gosh, Jordan, you should be a real estate agent. I go, ah, and I wouldn't be that good at it. She goes, well, if you were my agent and these were your deals, she's all doing the math, you would have made like $25,000 already. And <laughs> listen, when I was in the Marine Corps, not only were my, me and my family paycheck to paycheck, but we were paycheck to 10 days before paycheck. Okay. So $25,000 is seriously life-changing. And um, so I got a real estate license while I was still in active duty in the Marines in San Diego. Uh, and um, I only knew what I knew how to do. And that was look at new houses and take buyers or Marines and sailors at Miramar that I knew to go consider buying a new house. And we, all we would do is walk through. I felt like I was cheating. It was so easy to me. I'd walk them through like three or four model homes. I'd say to the builder, hey, these are my buyers. They like plan number two. And they go, great. Hey, Jordan, sign away that you brought them. We'll take it from here. And then you get like three to 5%. And I'm not writing an offer. I didn't, I didn't know anything about negotiating inspections. I didn't know anything. All I knew was how to take people over to a new housing community. And my first year selling real estate as a part-time agent in San Diego in 2000 and 10, um, I sold 30 houses. They were all brand new construction homes. And I think I tripled my military income that year. This is a part-time agent, only did it on the weekends. And I was like, oh my God, I got to do this forever. Fast forward, the Marine Corps moves me to Eglin Air Force Base, which ironically was the first place I was ever stationed in the Air Force was Eglin Air Force Base. Marine stationed me right back over here for working on F-35s this time. Now I got to get a real estate license in Florida, totally different market. And um, uh, I I had to learn this thing called negotiating. I had to learn how to do this thing called writing offers and scheduling inspections. And I remember um, uh, one night, uh, I'd already been here at Eglin Air Force Base for a year. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I already had a real estate license, hadn't sold anything. My schedule was crazy. I had a gunny that I didn't like. And I remember 11 o'clock at night, I'm in my Marine Corps green coveralls. I smell like jet fluid, jet fuel and hydraulic fluid. I sent my guys home already. I'm signing stuff off on the computer. And then I'm on. And then I was obsessed with a show we've all heard of called Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles because I'm from LA. And I went on the, I went on the website of the Altman Brothers uh, in 2012. And I, and I looked at, I was looking at all their listings and I was fantasizing about what it's like to sell these great houses and rub elbows with these people. So I decided, you know, what? I'm going to email these guys. Hell with it. 
So from my government, uh, my USMC.mil email, I emailed the Altman brothers. I said, hey, my name is Jordan Dennis. I'm a United States Marine. I'm also a real estate agent. I admire your success. How do I get there? Um, the next day, Matt Altman from the show responded to me. And he says, here's my personal cell phone number. Give me a call. I gave, he, I called him the next day and um, I was on the phone with him for like 20 minutes. And he gave me like all this tips and tricks and just anything that's kind of motivating me. Fast forward again, it's been now about a year. What he said really inspired me. And I was now starting to sell houses as a part-time agent again. I, I had a, an American flag flown in our F30 in an F35 and it flew like over the Capitol that day or something. And I sent it to him with a certificate. And then he and Matt Altman, him and Josh Altman called me on the phone. Hey, thanks for the gift. Really cool. Next time you're in LA, look us up. So I went out to Los Angeles uh, a few months later and they called me and then I, I shadowed them. I got to film a scene on their TV show and they continued to like kind of mentor me uh, for a few years. And then fast forward again, I needed help securing the most expensive listing in Alabama. It was $8 million and I used them to help and they were on the listing with me and stuff. So they really got my career going as far as looking outside the box, surrounding myself with other people, taking risks. Why would they talk to me? You know what I mean? And, um, and it changed my life. And um, I like to use that energy and what they're doing to mentor other agents to seriously love real estate as much as I love real estate. Uh, I get a kick out of that. Hits you right in the feels. And I, I think to the moment, I mean, think about that agent that you were referring business to. What happens if that agent doesn't encourage you to go real estate? What happens if she just looks at the paychecks you're bringing her and just says, oh, I don't want to stop this, right? I just want to keep collecting. Maybe the idea never occurs to you because it right. sounds like it wasn't an obvious idea that, hey, I should get my license. It yeah. was just, hey, you know, and so that yeah. changes the trajectory of your life um, like yep. significantly, yep. Um, which is just, it's so crazy sometimes how the conversations that we have with people literally can change their life in such, such insane ways. What, what are the ways that you see, like you said, talk about loving, like helping agents. What are the ways that you're now able to transfer your love for real estate to other people? Um, uh, by showing passion about it, by showing how they can literally change their life with real estate sales, which I think is the greatest job in the world. Um, uh, by writing down your goals every day and write down a goal as if you've already accomplished it every day and you have to do it every day. Maybe you don't write every day, but I do so that any decision I make and any thought that I have, I have my goals in mind. Um, uh, when you uh, say every day, do you mean five days a week or do you mean seven? Uh, oh, oh yeah. Like as a matter of fact, I can even, uh, I got this, I got these, I got these legal pads right here. I have a shit ton of them. And this is like every day, seven days a week. I start in the morning and I start at the top and I work my way all the way down until I'm done. And uh, I write it down as if I've already achieved the goal. And uh, that's how I got my house, by writing my goal down every day for months. Uh, and um, uh, here's how real estate can change your life. And this is what I did. I wrote down, I have a, uh, um, a, a I wanted a, I wrote down, uh, this is 2019, January, 2019. I'd already been selling real estate, but I was horrible with money, horrible with paying taxes. I 
they had horrible credit. And even though I was doing really great, it's fine. I was, you know, oh my God, these jeans are three only $300. I have two houses closing next week. Let's do it. Because I was, you know, I didn't have the mentality. Anyway, January 2019, I have shit credit. I'm still selling a lot of houses. I don't have any money saved. I have nothing. Okay. It's very challenging. But I always know that I could hustle and close a deal. I needed to buy a house pretty bad now. And um, I wrote down every day, and I have the I have the the legal pads to prove it. Uh, I wrote, I I own a seven hundred thousand dollar house in Swift Creek Plantation. Swift Creek Plantation is a neighborhood I wanted to live in really bad. And again, I had nothing. And um, and then so I wrote it every day. I own a seven hundred thousand house in Swift Creek Plantation, and amongst other things. Well, um. Time comes now that I need to start buying a house. Months go by. I'm still writing it down. I had nothing. And then I had to get pre-approved for a house because I found a beautiful house in Swift Creek Plantation that I wanted. And we're down to 45 days before the owner's moving back into the house I was renting. So now one of the conditions was uh, for my lender, Jordan, you have to pay off 2018's taxes in full to do this. I owed 66,000 bucks. I had... $66,000 and I wrote a check. I had nothing in Jan nothing in January. Next, I was putting about another 60 or 70,000 down on my house and I had that too. Um because I just Wait, 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 wait. Let, let, let's not gloss over this. Uh -huh. You wrote a check in January for $66,000. When did you have to have the next 60 oh, oh. did you get it? Um I I had nothing in January. I I didn't have anything in January. I should have because if I would paid more attention to my finance, I would have. So I had nothing. So fast forward, it's now, let's see, I closed in August. Now we're talking June or July. That June timeframe, my lender says, you need to pay your taxes from last year. Then I go, okay, great. Good thing I now have $66,000 from earnings that I've earned this year. So I wrote that. So I, I, I did that. So I went from nothing to my goal of a $700,000 house. I knew what I had to get. I then needed to put another like 70,000 down with closing costs that I also had to get. It was so close to me getting this house that I remember having like six houses in escrow that were gonna be closing like the next day after I closed and my broker actually helped me out and advanced me the entire amount so I could close uh, on commissions. But what's, what's good about this story is um, I had a house in mind, a certain house in mind. I, I knew how I wanted my, my home office to look, the kitchen, it, I needed a basement. I needed all this stuff. That's the house I'm under contract on. I kept going, gosh, I've seen this house before. What is going on with this house? It's so much more familiar and it's under contract now. <clears throat> After me walking through the home again, I remembered, because the house was built in 2016, I, built, I, I, was, I bought it in 2019. There was a gentleman who you, who built my house, who used to be work at our company. And he had a hard time selling it in 2016. And I said, Hey, John, I'm going to go ahead and do an open house there. Do you mind? He's like, no. Well, um, when I was doing this open house for this guy and I did photos and I was just trying to really impress him with marketing his own listings. I didn't have anything. I just wanted to stay busy. Um, I fell in love with that listing. And it turns out that the house that I was writing down, I have a $700,000 house to Coop Plantation. I was envisioning the one. It was actually the one that I was doing open houses on three years prior. They said, this is my dream house. 
And I literally bought it without realizing that it was the house that I wanted back in 2016 when it was brand new. And that was the power of that. The power of the, of the goal setting is I don't know how in the hell I'm going to get a $700,000 house in Swift Creek Plantation when I started writing it down in January every day. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a clue. I just trusted that it was going to work, trusted my hustle, trusted my follow-up, follow-through, and follow-back. All of a sudden, I, I'm able to come up with $160,000 nine months later when I had nothing at the beginning of the year. That's why real estate is important. One deal can change your life or just motivation. Stick with it. Do the same damn thing every single day, and I promise you your life will change. You can tweak stuff to make things better and um, maybe MLS spy on other agents to see what they're up to. Pick somebody to follow on social media anywhere and just copy them if you don't know what to do. And man, I, I, I can't say enough on, on why goals are important and on how amazing real estate is and how much it can change your life. What other job can you think of with just some effort and some some gumption and some like passion, can you make the kind of capital in such a short amount of time? Like without a college education, it's insane. Like you can get a real estate license and then the next month go sell a house for a million bucks and make 30 grand. You know what I mean? Or in my case out here, sell four houses for a million dollars total and make the same amount of money. And um, I made... $53,000 a year in the Marine Corps and my last year I got out. How in the hell can I, can anyone even survive on $53,000 a year? How in the hell? I'm so grateful. I can, I can never go back. And uh, that's what I like to do is a lot of my mentees are prior military and showing them how you can change your life, man. And how can you be the next better agent? What are, other agents not doing? What are you seeing an agent do that you can know you can do way better than that person can do? Down to photos, videos, um, follow-up, like like everything. And um, God, you that's what I'm passionate for. You can change your life. You can change the lives of a lot of other people. I can share secrets on, yeah, quote-unquote secrets about what I'm doing. And uh, some people say, gosh, Jordan, why are you telling all these people how you're selling so many houses? They're going to take your business. Like with my mentees, I'm like, uh, no, number one, no, they won't take my business. Number two, they will take the business of weaker agents around them is what they're going to be doing. You're not going to fuck with my hustle. I'll tell you that much. Um, uh, but I, I love seeing other agents, you know, win a listing over someone else has been doing it forever because of the passion that they show and things like that. Anyway. I don't know if I answered your I question. Want, I love it. totally did. And I want to throw a fastball at you here sure. because I think it's important. And I want to get out of you what, what I experienced too. Your decision to buy that house went against all conventional wisdom. I mean, to have to put the stress and all that stuff on yourself and having to raise $160,000 in nine months is insane. Not to mention that now you have this big home with a big mortgage and you're broke. And then you got to go from there, right? So that's totally against all conventional wisdom. But why was it the right decision for you? And why should maybe other people consider doing the same thing? Um, uh, 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 why it was the right decision at the time? Because uh, a, a, I needed a house. When I got out of the military, I couldn't buy a house then, even though I was had a pretty good income from it because I hadn't been doing it for two years 
long enough for me to even qualify for a mortgage. So we needed a house. Why that house? We had certain things we wanted. I knew I deserved that house and my family deserved the house. And, um, uh, and I knew I, I knew I could afford it. I mean, heck, back then the mortgage rates were really low. So I have a very good mortgage payment with my down payment. I have a shit ton of equity in it now. And, um, and uh, I needed 160,000. I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't see that as a, as something hard to do when you really break it down and I go, okay, so if I, you know, if I uh, sell, you know, I can make a, if I have a $2 million month, then that's easily after I pay my broker at that time, my split, I would be taking home about $50,000. Here's what I owe. So next month I got to do two and a half for 3 million and this and that. I had a system I got to pay. I just, I just had it in my head. I'm like, okay, that's totally reasonable. What do I need to bump up on? Okay, I got to reach out to more people on Facebook. I have to, and you know, that's just, it didn't seem far off uh, from me. I would watch a lot of videos of people I respected on YouTube, uh, of vloggers and, and uh, influencers in real estate and business. And hear, hear that. Grant Cardone talks about creating, I write two things down that Grant Cardone says every single day amongst my goals. One of them is, is um, uh, I make excellent money decisions and create massive wealth for my family. That's one thing I write down every single day. That's a Grant Cardone thing. The other Cardone thing is I create my own life and my own economy. Absolutely right. Here's, an exa- here's another example of creating your own economy with real estate. Last year, uh, when all of a sudden the interest rates rose like two points overnight, and I remember losing like eight deals that week from my military buyers saying, well, I can't afford this anymore and sellers freaking out. Last year, I did get complacent and I did start saying, oh man, now what's happening? I lost these deals and my attitude went down, my production went down, my complacency went up and it didn't. And it wasn't until November of last year when I was looking at my production, disappointed with myself, and I had other habits that were starting to come back into my life. And I go, I was looking, and I was, and I started MLS spying on other agents and saying, "Well, why? Why are they? Why is she outproducing me this year?" And so I can't control interest rates, right? I can control my hustle. I don't think there's anything such a bad, I don't think there's anything as anything that I don't think it's true that there's such thing as like a bad market. It's my bad attitude and it's my, it's my, it's my attitude towards it and my ability to hustle or not. So now interest rates are still high and it's hustling. And I have what, 10 deals under contract right now. I'll get three more this weekend. I have the girl I told you about on the ship. That'll be one. I have a deal in Tampa going on that'll go under contract this week. I'm six hours from Tampa. Uh, I have someone showing houses for me there. I have a, a couple listings popping up. Hustle. It doesn't matter that interest rates are so high. People still got to buy. People still have to buy and people still have to sell. Gosh, just put it out there. Just you you be the one. So um, uh, that's why, again, uh, uh, and now, now my production from this time last year is now higher than it was last year at this time, even though interest rates are way lower. So your attitude and your hustle, man. And that's another reason why real estate can change your life. How bad do you want it? And um, I'm not going to ever be in a place where I can't be in control of my own life and my own economy ever again. Uh, So that's that. 
Jordan Dennis, thank you so much. Controlling your own life, your own economy, your own energy and passion. You have found a way to do what most people consider impossible. And for you, it's easy, right? Because you're fixated on the vision. You're fixated on the why. You understand the plan. Like, this is incredible, guys. For those of you out there listening, take down one thing that you learned today, whether it's the Facebook strategies, whether it's the mindset, like the fact that Jordan opened himself up to this big challenge and think twice about it, right? Flies in the face of what you might be hearing out there to play it small, play it safe. Write something down, share it with somebody you know so they could hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take these steps before you know it, you'll be living a life of freedom. So guys, thank you for tuning in this episode and we'll catch you on the next one.